Hi, and welcome to Concepts for Living. You know, we have a way of saying certain things are insurmountable or that they appear like mountains to me. Well, you may discover that your very inheritance might be in your mountain. Stay tuned as we will bring you once again more biblical principles for contemporary living, concepts for living. So stay tuned. You'll be blessed as I'll be speaking from the theme, Give Me This Mountain. A mountain has come to mean more than just a piece of geography, a piece of land, a piece of rock that soars high. A mountain is that which seems beyond us, higher than us, taller than us. A mountain, that thing that seems to us unreachable. That thing that seems to us unattainable. A mountain. Say it out your own mouth. Give me this mountain. There are some mountains that people are facing. I watched this week some mountains set before some people. And all I could do was just go off, and I went into an area by myself, and I was praying. It was be out in the morning, so I was over there just praying by myself. And while I'm there, I'm thinking, God, the only thing we have to hang on to right now is a promise. A promise. In fact, the Bible has over 3,000 promises. Promises that are designed by God to stabilize us in the midst of our worst situations. St. Peter reminds us that God has given unto us promises. Promises that pertain unto life and godliness. Promises that pertain unto life generally and to godliness in particular. He says the quantity is great and the quality is precious. God has given unto us great and precious promises that by these we may become partakers of the divine nature. Promises. First Peter chapter 1, verse 3 and 4. St. Paul asserted that all of the promises of God are yea. Amen. That's an old Elizabethan word which means yes. All of the promises of God are yes and amen, validated and certified in his son Jesus Christ validated and certified in his son, Jesus Christ. 
to be so. That's why now many will end their prayers to God and it is and it is so and it is so every promise of God is so we don't have to fix it we don't have to prop it up we really can just stand in the soul of the promise it is so every promise for healing for deliverance for provision for restoration for all kinds of interventions requiring God to show himself strong. Every promise of God, every promise of God is so. St. Paul asserts that all of the promises of God are not only yea and amen, but if you go on, you will realize that <laughs> all the promises of God are faithful. Yes. Yes. Faithful. I said faithful. Faithful is he that hath called you who will also do it. Whatever you are looking to God to do as you enter this sanctuary today, faithful is God to do it. As far as I'm concerned, there is no other greater biblical illustration of someone who hung their life on a promise. No more inspiring, no more relevant, because you see, you and I have to understand that in the context of my text, they had come through Egyptian bondage made it to the wilderness, struggled some 40 years in the wilderness because of their lack of faith. But they were in the wilderness experience. Now all of that's behind them. They spent six years conquering Canaan, knocking down city after city, claiming the land of promise. That's why we refer to it as the promised land. And as they are making their way to victory, they come to the point where land now has to be divided. Yes. Joshua is the one in charge. Yes. Joshua is also one of the spies that went out to spy out the land. Caleb was also one. And not only was Caleb and Joshua spying, but there were 10 others that were spying. But the 10 came back with a negative report, only two with a positive. It said, we are able, more than able, to conquer the land. There are giants there, and went on to elaborate all of the negatives. But Caleb and Joshua said, we are able. I take my hat off and I give high respect and appreciation for a family that you know and I know 
The Crockwells chose those names for their children. They had two, two sons, and named them Caleb and Joshua. Imagine what a blessing to be able to look around your house and have reminders that as God was with the Caleb and Joshua of the book are your seed. So wherever they are right now, Caleb and Joshua, wherever their parents are, know this one thing, the same God that was with Caleb and Joshua of the book, the very spirit of Caleb is with them. The word Caleb, the name Caleb means bold. It means impetuous, quick. God chose this to be in the book for you and for me to help us in our time of struggle to know that there are promises that he gave us and somebody needs to say, you better remember. If you don't have money, remember. Uh, if you don't have help, remember. If you are without this morning, remember. Because every situation that we will face and have faced is stamped with a promise. In other words, you can put a promise against every situation you're facing. Well, much of what God will do in, through, and for us comes through promises. And in this particular message, the three points are the promise attained, the promise abstained, the promise retained. God is not regulated by your calendar, nor by the watch on your hand. Hallelujah. He is regulated by his promises. It's yours. Give me this mountain. Well, no, Caleb, you know, I'd have done that several years back, but now wait a minute. Everything has moved to this moment. Not just for me. But for all of us, Amen. we're all here. Somebody ought to open their mouth and say, we're all here. We're all here. Why? Because this is the place right now where God knew you would be. So you need to glorify God that you made it this far so that you can attain what is held in store for you. Years have gone by, yes. <laughs> and what? I don't stand us. On the one hand, we celebrate years past, long, producing vintage. The value comes because it has been there long. Vintage. Pay more for it. 
quality for it. Y'all, young people, be quiet. Seniors, seniors. Seniors. Can we have, you know, a woman looked at me the other day, and she asked me something, and I said, oh, my. She said, well, you're slow. Uh, So you got a moment. (laughs) So you had them moments too, Bishop? (laughs) Yes, I have them. I have them. And I'm glad I can have them. Because I'm still here. I'm still here. You're still here. I think seniors ought to give God a shout this morning. All y'all seniors ought to give God a shout this morning. I'm here. Would be written off. He decided to write a legacy to this day. Look at someone say, you will attain the promise. Okay? When my wife and I, when we left the States, I promised my wife that I would replace the house. I mean, anyway. And it took a while. And you know how, you know how your partner is. I didn't say women. I said your partner is. What about the house? Church is built now. What about our house? I said, well, Dan, I can't do everything. Uh, give me some more time. We're fine. We'll get to it. We'll get a nice piece of land. We're going to build. And so we went to Pampas, and that didn't work. And we went to this place, and that didn't work. After a while, three, uh, uh, um, it was like an uh, evening or afternoon when, when we, I got a call from somebody saying, it's a piece of land around the corner. Why don't you just go check that out? And we did. We went at night. <laughs> Crawled up between there, got up at the top and walked around. Is there anybody in here that's ever come to a point in your life where it seems like you know this is it? Like, like you feel this is it? You, you get that sensation that says, uh-huh. Right? Well, that's what happened. And we're up there walking around up in the dark, praying and talking. Oh, no! Not realizing that God kept us alive. Because some things have to happen. They have to occur to move some other things out the way so that what God wants to release to you is not going to be hindered or impeded. You understand that? So you got to just hang in there, because that's where we get, get, get off track. So, and, and, and I called the man, and he says, yeah, fine. He says, uh, yeah, we'll let you have it until what it was. And I left there, went to his house when I got there. He said, you know what? My family and I had a meeting, and we decided we're going to keep this. We're not going to let it go. I said, but sir, when did you have the meeting? I just got off the phone with you. He said, I said that we, we had a meeting. I said, okay, it's yours. And, so, and when I was leaving, I turned around and said, wait a minute. Wait a minute. You can do whatever you want. But if God has this for us, you can have all the meetings you want. And I left. It was about, what, three years later? About three years later, my wife said, Honey, when? <laughs> and I said, okay. That's how I look in there. You ever get to a point, brothers, all your brothers, 
when you say, oh, all right, let's, 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 let's go do something. Huh? You never done that? I'm sorry. I, I did. I said, oh, let's go, let's go. Look. So we're looking all around, and we found a place down in Harrington South. And the woman said, oh, you could do this. And the next thing, Mama, just indicate that you want it. I said, I said, lady, I said, you know, okay, that's all right, let's go. We'll do we'll, whatever. And when I did, something rose up inside of me that said, don't do this. And I said that. I said, I'm not doing it. Well, quiet. <laughs> still quiet. <laughs> Evening came still quiet. <laughs> Night came still quiet. <laughs> so we stopped looking. Yeah. Phone call came. Sister McCarty, where you at? I don't see you. Where you at? You're running. Put your hand up, sir. Yeah, do you? Okay, Sister McCarty. Her husband, Sister McCarty, her husband, we got a call and said, Well, congratulations. So I said, Congratulations? Why? He said, Your lamb is back in the paper. So you, you got it? I said, It is? I called the man and said, Reverend Lamb, right? I said, Yeah. He said, Come get your lamb. <laughs> And my wife and I, we used to do some funny things. <laughs> we ran up there, remember we crawled, well, came, and we were up there shouting by ourselves. Y'all wasn't there to shout with us. <laughs> so we just had a little shout time up there. I said, honey, God will do the devil. I said, but honey, we got to build it. <laughs> it's just a land. <laughs> but he helped us to build it. Yes. So with all your talk, with all whatever you say and think and all like that, but you didn't know was that. God kept us alive for it. Now, that's, that's my experience and Ruthann's experience, but there's somebody here right now who have found themselves in that gap place where we were when it looked like nothing going to happen and I guess I better just give in now and I better quit now, not knowing that it's only a trick to get you to abstain. I want to pause for that person right now. And I want to say, whoever you are right now, they told you no, it didn't look right, it wouldn't going to work, and all that kind of stuff. You got all the negative. I want that person, if you just stand to your feet right now, and everybody in this church is going to get up under you and going to tell you, don't give up now, it's about to happen. Don't give up now, it's about to come to pass. Don't give up now, not this moment. Don't stop now. You are in the right place at the right time. It's going to happen. Don't give up now. Well, I sincerely trust that you will not only claim your mountain, but that you will possess it and discover the inheritance that God has for you and your seed. Someone say, Give me this mountain. So until next time, and we shall come to you with more Concepts for Living, may God bless you and yours. Thank you for viewing Concepts for Living. If you would like a CD, DVD, or download the entire message, go to our website, 
www.fcogchapel.org. We would like to hear from you. Please send an email for prayer or send a praise report on how God is blessing you through this program. We invite you to join us again for another Concepts for Living.